Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 19. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today I'm going to discuss my nine productivity hacks for parentpreneurs. If you're not familiar with what a parentpreneur is, or if you've never heard the expression, a parentpreneur is a mom or a dad who also owns and operates their own business. As a mom of five, I have plenty of experience as a mompreneur. I started my first business in 2005, and that business lasted until about 2010. My current businesses, which I generalize by calling the Sutton Companies, but the biggest of which is Sutton Strategic Solutions, were founded in 2012. As a digital marketing and launch strategist for coaches, speakers, and authors, I have plenty of days where I need to be super focused, regardless of whether or not any of my children are here at home with me. I do have a home office, generally speaking. However, if you heard in episode number one, so PP001, my husband Dave and I thought we were finished having kids after our daughter Navea was born in 2013. Well, God had other plans. We like to say he has a sense of humor. And just 16 months after Nevaeh was born, our twins, Zelda and Davy III, were born. With all that said, the home office that I was supposed to have quickly turned into half playroom, half office. During the day, I have the room to myself. But when the kids are at home with me, I do have to share. And for the most part, Productivity slows or stops until they go to bed. If you haven't already listened to it and you'd like to know more about my story, please visit thekimsutton.com forward slash pp001 and you can learn about my background. Now let's jump into those productivity hacks for parentpreneurs. Number one, don't overcommit. In my chat with Kim Bujo-Smith or Kim B. Smith in episode 16, Kim acknowledged the fact that she loves the word no. I have to admit, it's been harder for me to embrace the word because I love to help others. And I'm not saying that Kim Smith doesn't. However, it's taken me some time to realize that sometimes the word no means I get more done in the long run than if I said yes to everybody all the time. I'm sure you've heard the expression under promise and over deliver, but often what happens if you don't embrace the word no is that instead of under promising and over delivering, you're actually over promising and under delivering. Take a realistic look at your schedule. And while this is a positive productivity podcast, and I always encourage positive thinking, we do have to be realistic. 
There will be sick days, and we have to be prepared for just about anything. Allow yourself a couple extra hours per week, if not an extra hour per day, for the unexpected to happen. Productivity hack number two is behold the babysitter. When the Sutton Companies was founded back in 2012, I didn't even know that our daughter Nevea was on her way. It wasn't until after I gave my notice at my full-time job that we got that happy news. When she was born, we kept her at home because Dave was pursuing his bachelor's degree in an online program and he was there to assist me. As time went by, however, we realized that he needed his time to focus just like I did, and it wasn't fair for either of us to have constantly interrupted blocks of time. Now, there are many ways that we can go about getting a babysitter or support for our children while we're trying to work, but a few that I recommend are going to care.com. I'm not sure if this is an international website, but I know here in the States, you can go to care.com and put a listing up for a nanny or a part-time babysitter. You can participate in kids swaps with other parentpreneurs in your area. And what that means is that one day or maybe for one half of a day, you have your kids and the kids of the person that you're swapping with And then the next day or the next half a day, they take your kids. Parent swaps give you time to really hunker down and focus while your kids are out of the house. And you have that expectation and that knowing that you have four hours to focus or less or more, depending on how you work it, before you need to pick your kids back up again. Two other options are hiring a nanny or taking your kids to daycare. Care.com can help you find a nanny or a daycare center, but if you are part of a local parenting group, I'm sure you can get really great referrals, and that would be my first suggestion. I am one who loves to get reviews and referrals from people I know because it is their recommendation that I trust a lot more. I do want to give a shout out, however, to all the parentpreneurs who are doing it with their kids at home. At the time of this recording, I have three, three and younger. Nevaeh is three and the twins are almost two. And I know on the days when they are home with me, I feel like I'm going to go crazy. So having outside of the home daycare or having a nanny in the home was a must for me. There is no way I can get my tasks done when I have the three of them constantly going for my attention. You may wonder how you will be able to pay for daycare, and there are two points I want you to consider. The first is, when you are more productive, you have the potential to bring in more income. It's important to look at what that increased income is and see if it will offset the daycare costs. The second is, depending on what state you live in and also what your household income is, you may be able to qualify for childcare assistance. I recommend contacting your local job and family services or whatever your public works organization is in your area and finding out if they have a program like this that you can participate in. This is an income-based program and they do do checks on a semi-annual or annual basis to see what your income is. My third productivity 
hack for parentpreneurs. By the way, that is a tongue twister and I get it wrong just about every time. Anyway, my third productivity hack is to embrace the wee hours of the morning or the evening after the children have gone to bed. Please know that I am not saying work all night and then continue working all day. Sleep is very important. And if you haven't already listened to it, please, please, please listen to episode five. You can find that at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP005, which is my episode called Sleep and Why I Would Rather You Do It Than Listen to Me. Sleep is very important. So again, I am not telling you to give up sleep. However, getting up an hour or two before you believe, I'm not going to say no, but before you believe your children will be up or staying up an hour or two after your children go to bed, may be some of the most productive hours that you have in your day. It's important when you set the schedule, though, to know when you are most productive during the course of a day. If you are most productive in the wee hours of the morning, then get up a little bit earlier. If your genius shows itself in the evening or after a certain hour at night, then schedule the productivity time then. If you'd like to give the morning hours a shot and you don't know quite how to do it, I strongly recommend reading The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Hal outlines a plan that has been very successful for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of of people around the world. And it involves only getting up a little bit before when you would normally get up. I'm not going to give away the plan, but I strongly recommend that you check it out. And a link will be in the show notes. By the way, you can find the show notes for this episode at thecamsutton.com forward slash PP019. Productivity hack number four is cribs are for more than nap time. If your children are outside of the crib age, if they're already in a toddler or a full-size bed, I don't want you to think that this tip won't apply to you. There have been days when my kids have been sick and I've had important calls scheduled that I really could not have a child sitting on my lap or running around the office for. In my case, I still have two in cribs and quite honestly, Their bedroom is one of the safest rooms in the house. If you still have toddlers or any in cribs or any that can honestly be locked in their bedroom, putting them in their room or in their crib for a half hour so you can handle a phone call is not going to kill them. Of course, if you can schedule these phone calls around nap time, that would be my recommended way of doing it. But when unexpected sick days occur, I understand that this can't always be the case. Productivity hack number five for parentpreneurs is chores. I do have two older sons from a previous marriage, and we started teaching them how to do chores even before we became parentpreneurs. Perhaps you have children who love to buy stuff. Maybe they collect baseball cards, or they love their Barbies, or they play video games, and they're constantly wanting, wanting, wanting. My boys love video games, and they're constantly wanting to buy add-on packs and whatever else goes along with them. But rather than dish them out whatever they want with no expectation of anything in return, 
they are expected to do chores around the house for which they earn money. These chores include doing the dishes, sorting and cycling laundry, cleaning the litter box, and also helping out with the littles once in a while. The next productivity hack for parentpreneurs is meal planning. Meal planning is still a struggle in my house. Honestly, we often go day by day trying to figure out what we're eating, and it was only when trying to figure out what all my productivity hacks were that I realized just how much time we are wasting on a daily basis by visiting the grocery store each and every day. Think about it. You have to spend time circling the parking lot, then you have to walk into the store, walk around the store, wait in the checkout line, circle back around the parking lot, and leave. That is probably a wasted 20 minutes every day as opposed to if you had meal planned and gone grocery shopping at the beginning of the week and maybe even had prepared all of your meals in advance. If somebody wants to teach me how to do that or if you want to be a guest on the show giving advice on how to properly meal plan, please get in touch through the website. One of my favorite resources for finding meal ideas is actually food.com. I visit it on my computer. I add recipes to my recipe boxes. And I also have the app on my phone so that if I add a recipe to my grocery list, it will come up on my app when I get to the store and I can check those items off one by one. Productivity hack number seven is batching and blocking. This is something that I learned through Todd Herman's 90-day year program, and it has been a lifesaver. Prior to entering the 90-day year, I was proud of the fact that I was a multitasker. I thought I was getting more done. In all actuality, however, you are decreasing your efficiency every single time you add an additional task to your bucket. Todd even provides an example where the moment you go from one activity that you're working on at a single time to two, you are decreasing your efficiency from 100% down to 80%. So you are losing 20% of your efficiency just by adding that next item. What I do now is block out in my Google Calendar times for certain activities. I also block out times during the day for client calls And I'm starting to let clients know when my official office hours are. I cannot be constantly distracted by calls with prospective clients or inquiries from clients who want additional tasks completed. Every time I see that Skype notification come in, I get distracted. What I'm trying to do is turn Skype to unavailable or just close out completely so that I can get work done. I strongly recommend that you start batching and blocking your calendar so that you can do the same. You may be surprised by productivity hack number eight, which is actually naps. They're not just for the littles. In my calendar, every single day at 1 p.m., I have a half hour blocked out for what I call break. In all honesty, break actually means nap, and most days it doesn't even happen. However, I will go into bed, set my alarm for 25 minutes, and have a quick cat nap. I feel so refreshed after I get up. It's incredible. 
I know this may be a little bit difficult to do if you have littles running around the house with you. However, I do recommend if they go down for nap, that rather than trying to push through, especially if you're exhausted, that you also fit in a 25 to 30 minute nap. There are many sleep studies out there that I would recommend taking a look at, and I will source some and put them in the show notes. But these studies do give the recommended time length for naps to make sure you don't wake up groggy or more exhausted than when you went down in the first place. The last productivity hack that I have for you, number nine, is making the most of sick days. I'm sure some of you are wondering, how the heck can you be productive when your kids are homesick? Well, let me tell you, some of my best ideas have come when I have been sitting on the couch holding a sleeping child, and watching endless quantities of Disney. Armed with my notebook and my smartphone, I have been able to write chapters of my book, compose blog articles, outline online programs, research client work, and a lot, lot more. Nothing can stop you from being productive except for you. So on those sick days, just keep moving forward and use the tools that you have at your disposal, whether it be a notebook or Evernote or Workflowy. Just do what you can with the tools that you have. If you're a parentpreneur and have any other recommended productivity hacks, I would love to hear about them. Please visit thekimsutton.com forward slash pp019 and leave your comment below the show notes in the transcription. I would love to share your ideas on a future episode, and I'm sure fellow listeners would love to hear what is working for you. You can also visit thecamsutton.com forward slash podcasts and submit your comments or even make a phone call to the show, which I will air on a future episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And until the next one, I wish you a positive and productive day. Hey, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast, and I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to share with others, please feel free to do so. I'd also appreciate your comments, your reviews, your ratings, and you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher, or even by clicking through to my website at thekimsutton.com and just leave a comment down below the podcast. I also want to invite you to send me questions at any time that I can address on one of the future episodes. To send me a question to address on a future episode, just visit my website at thekimsutton.com and click on the contact tab at the top. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I wish you a day filled with positive productivity.